Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. All right, we're going to dive into this word. We're talking about the prayer of faith. Real quick, I'm just going to touch a review of the six prayers that we talked about last week out of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Praying at all times on every occasion and every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer and entry to the end. Keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding or supplicating in behalf of all saints, God's consecrated people. That's the Amplified Bible Classic. There are at least six prayers mentioned in the New Testament. So there's different types of prayers. We talked about each prayer has a different rule that governs that type of prayer. And you don't want to take um, a different rule that governs one type of prayer and use it for another. And so we talked about the prayer of agreement, the prayer of faith, is which we're going to focus on today, and the prayer of consecration and dedication, and the prayer of praise and worship. And we talked about the prayer of intercession. We also talked about the prayer of supplication and petition. So these are opportunities in which you... And then the last prayer, I think I mentioned the seventh one last week, the pray, praying in the spirit, and that's a whole class by itself, the power of praying in the spirit. You do more than just intercede. You actually pray out the will of God concerning specific things in your life. You pray some things out on the earth in ways that the other prayers, um, they do in elements, but that one is, is inspired. You pray in the perfect will of God. And so today we're going to talk about the prayer of faith. Now, like we said last week, you should pray all, all the time in faith. We know that we should walk by faith and we should pray in faith. We should do everything by prayer, I mean by faith. So today we're going to talk about the prayer of faith. And this prayer is also called the prayer that changes things. The prayer that changes things. If you have your Bibles, go with me to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. So this is the prayer of faith part 2. <laughs> James chapter 5. Now I'm going to read this um, a couple ver versions. One, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified as well as the ESV. James chapter 5. All right. James chapter 5 verses 13 through 18 says this. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any, anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up if he has committed sins. He will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed fervently that it may not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth bore its fruits. So we see from this that James is talking to a church or churches and he's, he's, he's put in prayer among the community of believers. He starts out by saying, is there anyone among you that is suffering? If you're suffering as a result of a trial or, or 
whether it's a, inflict, a self-inflicted trial or a, a trial from the enemy, a trial made by somebody else. If you're suffering by any means, let you pray. So there's some things you have to do yourself. It says, let him pray. And if you're cheerful, if you are rejoicing over something that the Lord has done, well, let you sing praises unto the Lord. So James is talking to specifically individually. Then he gets to the part, if is anyone among you who's sick, let him call for the elders of the church. So that lets me know that if you're sick, you need to call the elders. So you need to be a part of a church. You need to be a member. You need to be a member of a community where you can grow in faith, where you we have people praying for you. So how can you have elders or ministers of a church to pray for you when you don't even belong to a church? So here it says, if anyone among you is sick, let them call. So you got to call. So you got to let people know that you're sick. You can't assume that they, oh, they're in the spirit. They know what's going on with me. No, you got to know, you got to know what the scripture says. Scripture says, let them call for the elders. And what, what, what these elders are supposed to do, they're supposed to come and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. If he committed any sin, the Lord will forgive him. So we see the prayer of faith in action. It says the prayer of faith will save the sick. The prayer of faith will raise a person up. So th there is a prayer of faith. The Bible calls it the prayer of faith. And, and we need to use biblical terms to describe a biblical truth. And here we see the prayer of faith mentioned. And the prayer of faith, the prayer that's full of faith, the prayer that is a prayer of faith. And we'll get more into it as we get to Mark eleven twenty four, But this prayer of faith will save the sick. This is, like I said this last week, but the prayer of agreement is the prayer of faith when you connect your faith with individuals. Now, the prayer of faith is mainly for individuals. You can't go around praying the prayer of faith for everybody. But you do pray the prayer of faith if you're in a community and you got everybody that is in agreement. You can utilize the prayer of faith in the prayer of agreement. So the elders had to be on the same accord. They couldn't just be praying amiss or just, you know, one person is praying for healing. The other person is praying that they die and go to heaven. <laughs> they have to be in, a, in agreement. There has to be some type of agreement. And they are in agreement with what they exactly what they want the Lord to do. And what the Lord, what they want the Lord to do is to heal them. So they prayed the prayer of faith, anointing the person with oil in the name of the Lord. And guess what happened? The power of God was released when they prayed that. So if you just leave it to chance or leave it to a faulty ideology of the sovereignty of God, that person probably never got healed. Just you sit back, well, if the Lord wants them healed, they'll be healed. No, you, they had to pray it. And the prayer of faith changes things. The prayer of faith changes things. So you can't assume that a person is going to receive healing just because they're a child of God or just because they were a good saint or a saint that represented Christ and was a wonderful witness. God's healing is not conditioned on a person's own righteousness, but on the righteousness of God in Christ. So we see here that these believers, they got in faith together. They agreed in faith 
and they prayed the prayer of faith. There was no doubt. There was no wavering of faith. And so this is important that you connect with someone. If you pray the prayer of agreement, you connect with someone who's who's in faith with you, who's believing God with you, who's not only just kind of praying amidst or praying their own agenda, but praying on purpose. And this is what we're trying to create, that a type of agreement when we do the pre-service prayer. And I'm sure um, Lady Courtney is doing the same thing with the women on Saturdays. So the prayer of faith will save them. But notice this, it says, and the Lord will raise them up. This is a promise. This is not just maybe he'll raise them up, but the Lord will raise them up. If he's committing his sins, he shall be forgiven. So if sometimes sin is related to sickness, not all the time, but sometimes it is. Sometimes the reason why there is sickness is because there's been some acts of sins on the individual. Specifically here, if the person is sick as a result of some kind of sin they committed, then if they've committed that sin, the Lord will not only raise them up and heal their physical body, but he also will forgive them of their sins. It's powerful. And then he goes on and talks about this. He will be forgiven. So, so there has to be some type of confession if there's going to be forgiveness. Verse 16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So sometimes that is needed a confession of sin. And then just say confess it to the Lord. It says confess it to one another. So at times as the spirit, see, this is, see, we can't just take a, a biblical truth like healing. It is God's will for everyone to be healed. It is. But for every situation, there may be a different thing that needed to be to take place. And here, a person needed to confess. The Bible says if they've committed sins, they'll be forgiven. But they had to confess their sins to one another. Sometimes you have to confess some things to your brothers and your sisters prior to you receiving your healing. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. I know this is not popular. Sometimes people just want to pray the prayer of faith. Oh, let just I claim it in Jesus' name. I'm healed. But they got bitterness. They got unforgiveness. They got things going on inside. They got selfish motives. If you want to get healed for a selfish reason, uh, most likely you won't get healed. So you should go through. And what 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 is in your life? We we know from First Peter. Let's go over there. I'm sorry. I, I'm preaching myself happy. In First Peter chapter three. 1 Peter chapter 3. I just want to make sure that this is not, I'm, I'm not sounding muffled. 1 Peter chapter 3 talks about, verse, let's look at verse 7. Chapter 3, verse 7. It says this, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Sometimes people their prayers are hindered because of the way they treat their spouse. Now, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. If you don't treat your spouse right, or even your children right, even your co-workers, the principal is there, even your employers or your employees, or even the way you treat the president and speak, speak about the president, 
those things can affect your prayers. And I believe that Peter is laying a foundation and an understanding that there are things that can hinder your prayers from being answered. God himself will resist that prayer, the prayer. He will sit upon it and, 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 and make sure that it doesn't come to pass. So you do have to check your heart. Go back to James chapter 5. Since confess your sins one to another. I do think there is something that's missing. When the Great Reformation took place, we broke away from Catholicism. And within Catholicism, there was a confession that, that where we confess to one another. I heard Dr. R.C. Sproul talking about this, how I think there's a part missing even in our, in our Reformation, us who are Protestants, us who, who don't align themselves with the Catholic Church and pray to Mary. We pray to the God of Mary, but not to Mary. We, we have to get back to some of these biblical truths of even confessing one to another. Spirit of God will lead you to go and make a confession to your, your spouse, your children, your dog. Yes, your dog, your animal, to, to your employer. He will deal with you. And there are certain things that will not take place unless you get it right with them. And it goes on, it says, the prayer, pray for one another that you may be healed. The latter part is the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I'm going to read that out of the Amplified, verse 16. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continual prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That'll preach. Let's, let's read that latter part. The earnest, so the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. The earnest, heartfelt, continual prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. I'm telling you, when you pray <laughs> as a righteous person, conscious of the fact that you are righteous in Christ, when you pray, when you've confessed all that mess that would hinder your prayers, there, there is a dynamic power that is at work. There is a tremendous power. The effectual, the earnest, heartfelt, continual prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. There's power that is available to a righteous person when they pray in faith Pray not out of sin consciousness, but out of righteous consciousness. Then they give us an example of verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed fervently that it may not rain. For three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth bore its fruit. There is something to this. James gave Elijah as an example of a person who was able to pray and change the weather. Your prayers can change you, your prayers can change others, and your prayers can change the weather. It can change this world. Elijah prayed for it not to rain three and a half years, and it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and then it started raining. I'm telling you, that is some type of power, tremendous power, when you're able to change the weather when, it pray, when you pray. 
I'm talking about the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith can change weather, the world, and situations you're facing. The prayer of faith is a powerful prayer. It changes things. Let's go over to James chapter 1. We, we, we mentioned this a while back. James chapter 1. Let's look at verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith. So you got to ask in faith with, not, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For the person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. If you pray out of faith or pray in doubt, some people pray in doubt. I don't agree with that. So as Christians, we need to listen to other people pray. Don't just say amen, thank you, Jesus, on everything that you hear. Don't assume that they're in line with the Spirit just because they pray. Every prayer is not accepted by God. There's some prayer that some prayers that are full of doubt and unbelief. Lord, if you can do it, Lord, Lord, if we know you can, well, if you're able, you're, you know, and they're full of doubt and they just dead prayers. Prayers. I, Brother Allen a couple of weeks ago sent me this this quote, and it was about prayers and complaining. I wrote it down. I can say it by heart. He actually said that this, he says that, he, uh, he sent it, Bob Marley wrote, um, quoted it, that prayers, complaints are prayers to the devil. Complaints are prayers to the devil. I, that, that was very sobering. How <laughs> I many know we shouldn't complain and we shouldn't pray in doubt? When you pray, pray in faith. Even if it doesn't look like it's going to change, pray in faith. Specifically, the prayer of agreement, you have to be in agreement with the other person. So if you go to pray for healing for somebody, make sure they're in agreement with what you're praying for them to be healed. Now, if they're praying to, that they may go home to be with Jesus and you're praying for God to heal them and for them to stay on the earth, guess who God is going to listen to? Their prayers. He's going to honor their wishes are their desires above your desires for them. So it's not always, the prayer of faith will not always work for individuals in the sense of praying for other people, but the prayer of faith will work for you every single time if you believe it. If you pray in faith and you pray out of a heart of faith and not a heart of doubt. So this scripture tells us that a person who doubts cannot expect to receive anything from the Lord. How many know that we need to pray in faith? We need to pray in faith, not pray out, out of doubt, but pray in faith. I, I challenge you to every, pray that you every prayer that you pray, make sure it's clothed with prayer, faith. Make sure it's clothed with, with faith. Faith changes things. Prayer causes God to hear you. Faith is the key that unlocks the door. Prayer might get you to the door, but faith opens the door and allows you to walk in and receive all the blessings that the Lord has for you. There is, there's power. Faith is powerful. It is a powerful force. It's a strong force. It, it, it can destroy the works of the enemy. Faith in the name of Jesus can heal the sick. Faith in the name of Jesus can cause protection to be around you. There is something that happens. It's not just saying Jesus' name. It's faith in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Amen. Go with me to our chapter, Mark, Mark 11. Mark 11. While, while we're talking about James 1, 5 and 9, talk about if you lack wisdom, let her ask of God. There's some things that you need to do. Recognize your lack. Understand who God is based on his word. Notice it says who gives generously. God is a giving God. You got to believe that God wants to have mercy on you more than you want the mercy. You got to believe that God wants to give you a thing more than you want that thing. You better believe that God wants to heal your body more than you want to be healed. Why? How do we know that he wants to heal your body? God gets no glory out of a sick body. He gets no glory out of a broke pocketbook. He gets no glory out of dramatic filled relationships. He gets no glory out of those things. He gets glory out of when we receive what he's done for us in Christ. God has provided every need that you ever face in Christ. He's provided healing through the stripes of Jesus. He's given wisdom. He's given, he has wisdom stored up for the upright. So the Bible says that God is generous. He's a generous giver. Come on, type in the comments. God is generous. He, he wants to, he, he's ready to give you more than you can handle. Oh, glory to God. He wants to give you, he wants to bless you. He, not only does he fill our cup, he wants to fill it up to overflowing. He's a God of more than enough. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 10 talks about the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Then he turns around, he says, but I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. God wants to not only give you life, he wants to give you more than enough life. He not only does he want to give you wisdom, he wants to give you more than enough wisdom for somebody else. He not only does he want to save you, but he wants to save you to the utmost. Every part of your being, he wants to save your body, he wants to save your pocketbook, he wants to save your mind, come on, he wants to save your like your your soul, he wants to save your spirit. He wants to save every. He wants to save your children, your spouse, your job. He he'll sanctify everything that that's a part of you. He'll make your job into a place of worship. Come on, he'll 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 turn your home into a house of worship and a house of prayer. He wants to save every element of your life. He's a God of more than enough. So James one talks about the giving God. The generous who abradeth not, but gives to all liberal. He wants to give you wisdom for whatever you're facing. You may be facing some challenges, issues today, and he wants to, he wants to give you some wisdom. Uh, last week, I was faced with the challenge of not having all my work done prior to the residency, and I prayed for wisdom, and God gave me a strategy. Everybody say strategy. God is into giving us strategies to make us successful. He doesn't want me to fail a class. He doesn't want me to have an incomplete. Come on. He wants me to be an overcome overcomer and represent him. I had a short amount of time to get all my work done. I went. I drove to PA. And I, I was able to get into the hotel and I was able to get my work done. Oh, glory to God. I was able to be ready for my presentation and ready and read all the papers and was able and came back and, and, and killed it, smashed it all to the glory of God because I prayed for wisdom. So recognize your lack of wisdom. Recognize who God is based on his word and his character. You got to believe that he's he willing to forgive you more than you want to be forgiven. And then don't doubt don't doubt him for one moment. Don't doubt his mercy. Don't doubt his grace. He's looking. His eyes are going throughout the whole earth seeking whose heart is totally towards him. He's looking for people of faith. 
There's one scripture Jesus said, he, he talking about the Son of Man. When the Son of Man come, will he find faith on the earth? Let us be a church full of faith, full that we believe God. We take God at his word. We trust God. We believe every ounce of this scripture from Genesis to Revelation. We speak it. We pray it. We praise God over his word. We, we believe that when we pray, God hears us and that he's answering our prayer, even like he did Daniel. It may not manifest the moment I pray, but I believe that I receive it the moment I prayed it. I believe the answer is on this way. There are demons and principalities that are fighting against our prayers. But thank be to God, if we'll hold on and give up, the Bible says, let us not be weary in well-doing and faint not, for in due season we'll reap. And I'm telling you, there's a reaping in our prayer of faith. There's a reaping in our sowing to the Spirit. So we got to ask in faith. And, and we have to be single-minded. A double-minded man or woman is unstable in all their ways. One minute they want to believe God for this job. The next minute they see another job they want to believe God. One minute they want a baby. Next minute they don't. One minute they want to be married. Next minute they don't. You know, they're just double-minded. You can't receive from God unless you're single-minded. You got to know what you desire and you got to focus on and find scriptures that promise you Find scriptures that promise you the very thing that you're asking for and believing for. And let's go to our classic text, Mark 11. Glory to God. I'm going to read this out of the old King James Version. Sometimes ESV, I like, I love ESV. You know I love ESV. But that Mark 11, 22 to 25, it sounds so much better <laughs> in, in, in KJV. All right, so let's read that real quick. It says, And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, say I'm a whosoever, that whosoever shall say to this mount, unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, ye desire. When ye pray or you pray, believe that ye or you receive them and you and ye shall have them. King James, right? Ye. New King James is you. And you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have all against any that your father also is in heaven will, may forgive you of your trespasses. So we see from Ephesians chapter, I mean, Mark chapter 11, 22, have faith in God, have the same kind of faith. We talked about this. And then Mark eleven twenty three 23 says, you can have what you say when you believe what you are saying will come to pass. You have what you say. Then Mark eleven twenty four, 24, and this is where we can get the prayer of faith. It says, whatsoever the things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have them. The word believe you receive, the word receive means to believe that you take it. So you take it now. Notice you believe you receive it now. Faith is always present tense. Faith is never past tense, is never future tense. Hope is future tense. Faith is present tense. So you believe God now. It isn't feelings. It's a reality when you pray. Believe what you're asking of the Lord now. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Let's take a look at this. It says, Verily I say unto you, well, jump down to verse 24, New King James. Therefore I say unto you, 
what things you desire. Notice it talks about things. People get upset about things. They, they, they get upset. They get real upset. You start talking about you believe in God for some things. I'm telling you, there's something that happens. God is concerned about, concerned about things. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things, plural, shall be added to. So don't get upset and don't try to fight everybody who comes against your faith or try to come against your faith when you're believing God for something. They think that we're after God's hand and not his heart. I'm here to tell you that God is, is, he, is him. It is he who has provided these things for us. We're not asking God for anything that he did not promise. I got to get drink some more water because I'm preaching out of my heart. It is God who has made provision for our healing. We're not asking God for something that he did not wield. He's already revealed his will to us in Jesus. It says, what sort of things you desire? So first, you got to think about the things that you desire. What are some of the things that you may desire? Health in your body, peace in your mind, a new car, scholarships, grants, promotions on the job, debt freedom. That, that includes all things. And then it says desire. So it's, it's more than just a want. It's a pa passion. What is it that you, 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 you it's, 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 it's part of your being. You, you really, really, really want it. More than just a want, more than just a wish, but it's a desire. What sort of things you desire? So think about the things you desire when you pray. So when do you use your faith? Is when you pray. The moment you pray, that's the moment you believe you have it before you have it. So you got to believe at the moment you pray. When you, believe, when you pray the prayer of faith, you pray it once. You pray for it once. And all the other times, let's say all the other times you approach God about that thing or those things, you give thanks. So you turn it into the prayer of faith into a prayer of thanksgiving. So, you, so let's say I believe God for healing in my body. So Father God, I come before you in Jesus' name. I think it is by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. I believe I receive healing in my physical body. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. So after I've prayed that prayer, that prayer of faith, every time I think about it, I go thanking God for it. Thank you, Lord. I have, I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I don't go back asking for what I've already believed that I receive. If I believe that I receive it at the moment I prayed it, I don't have to believe, I don't have to ask for it again. Now I turn that into thanksgiving. I start thanking God for the thing that I've prayed about. Lord, I thank you that I have peace in my mind. I thank you no matter how much anxiety that come against you. I thank God for peace in my mind. I thank God for healing in my body, for whatever need that I may, I may be facing. Let's say that I needed some, some, my mortgage by the end of the month or at the beginning of the month. Lord, I thank you for the mortgage. I don't see how it looks, what it looks like. At midnight, right before the first of the month, 
I'm still thanking God. After midnight, I'm still thanking God for the thing that I believe that I receive it. You understand the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is not going back asking for the thing again. Because if I go back and ask for what I already asked for, that second prayer and that third time I went and that fourth time I went and that tenth time I went for the thing that I asked for, if I'm asking again in ten, the tenth time, I've just prayed nine out of the ten a prayer of doubt. So I thank God you pray it once. The prayer of faith, again, mainly is specifically for you individually. You cannot pray this prayer outside of their, the other person's agreement over another person. So if a person is believing God, they want you to pray with them concerning freedom from nicotine. And yet they're saying all the opposite and they keep, oh, I, I keep asking God to deliver me from this nicotine. Well, they've, they're praying out of doubt. You got to be, once you pray the prayer of faith, you begin to worship and thank God for the very thing that you are, you believed him for. So when do you believe that you have the thing? The moment you pray that first time. And all the other times you give thanks for the thing that you have believed for. So if I'm believing for healing, I thank you, Lord, for healing. If I'm believing for a financial need, I thank you, Lord, that all my needs are met. I thank you for that job or that car or the wisdom or that peace or that relationship being resolved. I, th I go around thanking him. I don't go back petitioning him or asking. I've already prayed. So I believe that I have it. And if you, if you believe you have it, eventually you'll have it. It says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Notice that when you believe that you receive them, if you'll keep, keep the switch of faith on, eventually you'll see the manifestation of the very thing that you believe that you receive. And that's the prayer of faith, my friend. The prayer of faith, you pray it once and you give thanks for what you're believing for. But notice, you got to have scriptures to base your prayers on. You're not just pulling anything out of the sky. Lord, I believe I receive a millionaire. Well, do you really believe that? If you really believe that, then you'll have it. You better base your, scripture, your prayers on scriptures. You cannot have faith where the will of God is not known. Let me say that again. You cannot have faith without the, will, the knowledge of the will of God. If God never promised it, you can never have, you can't attach your faith to it. You can, you can ask God for it, but it doesn't mean that you can have, you can pray in faith. I only can pray the prayer of faith when I know it's the will of God. An example of that is you may not have scriptures per se, scriptures on that particular thing, but God by his spirit has revealed to you that that's his will for you. Then you can pray in faith. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to be very transparent, right? <laughs> like I'm always, right? So this is what I've done. Like the Lord revealed to me by his spirit. I didn't receive a prophetic word. I didn't find it in the scriptures. But I did have an inside information, inner knowing that it was God's will for me to be a youth pastor at my former church. At the time, they had a youth director. And I, but I knew that I knew, that I know that I know that I know in my knower that it was God's will for me to be the youth pastor of that church. 
And so I begin, after I've prayed and petitioned God, I begin to thank God and go around, not to necessarily to other people, to my aunt I said this to. I'm going to, I told my, my wife at the time, I was my girlfriend, I, I began to say, that's my job. I believe that's my job. I, I declared that that's my job. I kept saying it, kept declaring it. I kept saying it, kept declaring it. And guess what? That thing manifested. It didn't manifest right away. It took several months, but it manifested. And I became the youth pastor of that church for nine and a half years. I'm telling you, this thing worked. I said it. I, I, I remember dating my wife and and I proposed, um, we had had a conversation, and I, I believed I received the money for the ring. I began to declare that the next time she came in town, she was from South, she's from South Carolina, the next time she come in town, I will, have that, I will have her ring. And I began to declare it. I began to declare it. And guess what? The next time she came to town, I had the ring. I proposed to her. I'm telling you that you can know things by the Spirit that is in sync with the Scriptures. And thank God for that. And God, you will see your, I'm telling you, we, we, I, I decree and declare that there will be manifestations of this teaching in your life. You'll begin to see the prayer of faith work. So how do you operate in faith? The prayer of faith, you pray it one time. You find scriptures to base your prayers on. And by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God leads you and shows you, they say that specific job is yours. You believe that you receive that job. After you pray your prayer of faith, you go around thanking God and you begin to declare, it's mine. You begin to declare. I, like I, I begin, I, right now I'm declaring that I see myself in three, to, three and a half years from now, I'll be Dr. Dwayne L. Wright. I decree it and declare it. Three and a half years from now, I, am, I will be finished with the coursework and my dissertation and I will be Dr. Dwayne L. Wright. And I'll have schools after me asking me to teach. I, I'll, I, I go on, I'm sorry, I'm getting happy. But you declare the thing that you believe you receive it. Amen. Whether it's grace for an assignment. After you've prayed the prayer of faith for grace for that assignment, go around thanking him. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I, I often, I, sometimes I lose, I've, in the past, I've lost things. And, and let's say it's a, it's a book that I need in my study or it's a keys or it's a piece of paper I'm looking for. What I'll do is, Lord, I believe I receive the keys. I believe I receive this book, wherever this book is, in the, my, my study or in my house. And, and then next thing I know, I go around and say, Lord, I thank you for this book. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I have this book. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I have it. I found this book in the name of Jesus. And I go around declaring it. And guess what? I'll find the book. I did this with my oldest son, Destin. He, he was missing, a, I think, his phone or something. And I had him pray the prayer of faith. And I said, now don't pray about it anymore. Give God thanks that you have it. He did it. And he came back and said, it's not working. I said, no, keep at it, son. Keep that switch of faith on. He did it. And guess what? He found it. I'm telling you, it works every time. It's almost scary. I want to say it almost worked like magic, but I, we don't believe in magic. I'm telling you, it works. If you believe you receive something, after you pray, go around thanking God. If you'll thank God for a thing before you see it, eventually you'll see it. Begin to declare your healing. After you pray for healing, believe that you receive it. Thank God for it. Peace, wisdom, whatever it is, I'm telling you, it is yours for the asking. Better yet, it's yours for the taking. It's yours for the taking. Glory to God. Let me give you the six eyes of, of, of faith. 
the six eyes of faith. I, I learned this from a, a father in the faith, and he gave me the six eyes of faith, and this powerful. And based on Mark eleven twenty two through 25, these are the six eyes of faith. I believe, I will, I take, I have it, I thank you, I forgive. Let's do this again. I believe, I will, I take, I have it, I thank you, I forgive. If you'll go through Mark eleven twenty two 22 to 25, you'll find the six eyes of faith. Faith says, I believe. No matter what the doctor report says, I believe God. I believe I'm healed. No matter what the bank account says, I believe God will meet my needs. No matter what people, how they treat me, I believe I have favor. I believe God. I believe that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm a lender and not a borrower. I'm, I'm the healed of the Lord. I have wisdom to pastor this church. I believe that our church is growing at, at, at a crazy rate, unbelievable to the world rate. I believe that we're outgrowing our present building. I believe that there'll be members joining today. I believe that our, our, our revenue is increasing and we'll be able to buy our building. I believe, come on. I believe, I will, <laughs> I make a decision. The act of my will, I will believe. I, I believe that I receive. I, I believe, I will. I believe, I will, I take. Remember we said, I believe I receive. The word receive in the Greek is take. I take it by faith. I take healing. See, the Lord says this in Psalms. He says, I prepared a table before you in the presence of my enemies. So whatever's on that table, you need to take it. He got some healing. He got some peace. He got some joy. He got some prosperity. He got some some favor. Come on. All is at the Lord's table. God is not stingy. Are you listening to me? God is not stingy. He's generous. And your religious mind wants you to believe that he doesn't want you to have it or you can you can ask too much for it. You know, you look at different shows. They say, Lord, uh, I, I, you know, I I just I believe I, um, you know, I'm coming to you one more. You know, I don't always ask about this. Like God is afraid of giving you the same thing again and again and again and again and again. He's not afraid of that. Now, don't take for granted, you know, don't presume the, the graciousness of our God. But at the same time, understand that he wants to give you the things that you desire that is, that is consistent with a godly lifestyle and consistent with his word. He wants to give you those things. If you'll walk uprightly before you, he will withhold no good thing from you. God wants to do that. So I believe I will, I take, I have it, I thank you, I forgive. You got to be willing to forgive. You got to be willing to offer up thanksgiving. You got to believe that you have it before you have it. You got to believe you got something before you don't have it. By faith, I see it by faith. Through the eye of faith, the single focusness, the single focus, the, the single mindedness. By faith, I believe, I receive what I'm asking for. And I thank you and I forgive. If I have all against anybody, I forgive everybody and start naming the people. I forgive my old boss, my ex. I forgive my parent. I forgive that uncle, that 
uh, I forgive that cousin. I forgive that friend. I forgive that enemy. I forgive. I, I walk in forgiveness. I, there's nothing the enemy has on me to have co-claim on me. I forgive. I release everybody. God, I, that, that boss that did me wrong, that pastor that did me wrong, that friend, that brother, that disciple that did me wrong. Come on. That, that, that loved one that messed me up, messed my emotions. Lord, I forgive them. I release them. That, that person that, that, that spoke words of lies and I believe, I forgive them. That person that lied to me, I forgive everyone. I release them. I believe, I will, I take, I have it, I thank you, and I forgive. Those are the six eyes. If you're operating that, you'll have the prayer of faith will become easy. We should become proficient in the prayer of faith. Did you hear me? We should become proficient in the prayer of faith. Don't listen. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you what I do. I don't listen. I love Dr. John Piper. I love some of John MacArthur's stuff. I love some of Dr. Al Mohler. I love some of Dr. R.C. Sproul's. Those are great men of God who have great things to say about God. Dr. Tony Evans. I, I love those men and some of those women of God. But when it comes to my faith, if I hear something that they want to say, well, because that camp loves to talk about suffering in a way that the Bible forbids it. I reject those things. We will suffer, but not like what they're trying. They're trying to say sickness and disease is one of God's ways of, of, of making us more like Jesus. That's a lie. Why should I have to take on sickness when Jesus took up on my sickness? He, he provided healing for my body. And some people say, well, that's spiritual healing. Baby, you don't need no spiritual healing. If you're saved, you, you got all the healing that you need. You don't need, no, your, spirits, your spirits do not need to be healed. Now, your soul needs to be restored, but not your spirit. Because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. My spirit does not need healing. My spirit does not need to be made over if Jesus is inside. I need to learn how to walk by my spirit, and I need to take the word of God to renew my soul, renew my mind, to save my soul, but my spirit doesn't need to be healed. So don't talk to me about some inner healing. Oh, that person needs inner healing. No, they need a mind renewal. <laughs> I know that's going to make some people mad, but you need a mind renewal. Oh, they're so hurt from the past. Come on, baby, receive the future. Receive what is in Christ. Receive your newness of life. Yeah, you might have had a jacked up childhood. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Though my childhood was pretty decent. <laughs> but welcome to the club. Get over it. Learn how to, the, Paul said it like this. Forgetting those things which are behind. <laughs> forget about it. I tell my kids, forget about it. Sound like some Italian mafia stuff. Forget about it. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. Forget about it. Forget about the past. Forgetting the things that are behind and pressing towards the things which are ahead. The high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is it that God has for you in Christ Jesus? Forgive. Learn to be quick to forgive. I'm not saying you got to go around trusting everybody. You don't leave your wallet around a thief. You stole from me once. Bad on me. 
bad on you. If you do it twice, bad on me. <laughs> I will not trust you with my money, but I will forgive you. I will love you. I don't trust you. I love you, though. Listen, I forgive. So let's go over the six eyes of faith. I believe. That sounds good. I believe in the Trinity. I believe that God raised Christ from the dead. Come on. I believe in a new heaven and a new earth. I believe that the Son of God came on the earth 100% man and 100% God. I believe that he took upon my sins. I believe he took upon my sickness and disease. I believe he became poor for me that I may be rich. I believe there is something, the power of I believe. It changes things. I believe I can learn this subject. I believe I can get that promotion. I believe that I can negotiate that raise. I believe I can get that house. I believe for that godly spouse. I believe for them children to be godly. I believe that, that the blessing is upon my children's children. Come on. I believe. Come on, say it. I believe. I will. I make a decision of my will to believe God. I, I believe. I will pray. I will, will worship God. I will stay in faith. I take it by faith. The kingdom of God, you take it by force. It's like violence. You take it by force. Take back your joy. Take back your peace. Take back your, the love of your life who is Jesus. Come on, receive what you need spiritually before you ever see it manifest in the flesh. I have it. I thank you. And I forgive. I can go on and on. I'm telling you, there's something about faith. Faith is a spiritual force. They hate that word. Religious circles hate that word. Like I was saying about those great men and some of those great women that I, I listen to. But when it comes to my faith, I do not play with it. When they want to talk about that suffering or that, it, you know, they want to come against what they call prosperity gospel, I turn it off or I, I Skip past that part because I don't want to listen to that. I don't need to listen to anything that will harm my faith. I want to guard my faith. You're trying to rob me. So you try to take healing from me. Then what, what do you want me to do? Embrace sickness? I don't think so. The Bible is strong on healing. It's threaded from Genesis to Revelation. It's even the new world talks about that Jesus is the healing, the healing of the nations. <laughs> Come on. Healing is threaded in every book of the Bible. One of the names of the Lord is that he is the Lord God that healeth. Jehovah Rapha. Oh, glory to God. I'm telling you, I don't listen to those. If they don't want money, their main ones, they'll send you an email at the end of the, the, the year. Oh, we need to, we need some help. No. Faith, faith believes God. Faith never had, faith doesn't beg. Faith doesn't beg. If it doesn't come through a certain person, God will move on somebody else. Glory to God. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> I pray that you are blessed. Don't forget to share this, make comments. And if you want to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, I invite you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. There's nothing more important than to have a right relationship with him through, through Jesus. So I give you this invitation. I invite you to become a child of God today. The truth is that if Jesus is not Lord of your life, you're not a child of God. You are a child of the devil. But you can become a child of God. God sent Jesus that we may become, as many as received him, he gave them the power and the ability to become children of God. 
So I invite you to ask Jesus into your life. Say this prayer with me. There's no magic in the prayer, but it's faith in God. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm asking you to forgive me. I believe, know the words bleed, I believe that God raised Christ from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you meant it with your heart, know that you are part of the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Don't forget to email us at info at kingdomlivingnj.org. Email us, let us know that you've prayed the prayer of faith, a prayer of asking Jesus into you. Some people call it the sinner's prayer. I call it the prayer of faith because when you pray that prayer and mean it, that's a prayer of faith. You don't ever go back and say, Lord, save me, save me, save me. That's another example of for us with the prayer of faith. You don't, when you pray the, what we some call a sinner's prayer, you don't ever go back and ask God to save you again. You prayed it one time, and now you just thank God for that salvation. And so the same way it is with all the other areas when you pray the prayer of faith. So welcome. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and meant it, know that Jesus is your Lord and, and God is your Father and the Holy Spirit has come inside and made his permanent dwelling inside of you. Email us. Let us know that the Lord saved you. Come on. Email us. Welcome to the family of God. If you're looking for a church home, we invite you to become part of our growing church. Even if you're in another state, we welcome you to come and to be part of our church. You can join by emailing us at info at kingdomlivingnj.org. Email us. Let us know. We'll send you an application and we'll set you up with a Zoom interview and you'll, you'll be a part of our family. But what about those places that you, you can't come to the church once things open up again? Listen, we're trusting God that we believe that we're going to plant churches. That's what I believe. We believe that. We believe that we will plant churches. Don't know all the details, but we believe that if we get enough people in a certain city, we can plant a church in that city. Glory to God. So if you're interested in membership, welcome. The doors of the church are open for you to become part of our growing and thriving church. KLM, this is the year. This year, KLM is thriving. And every other year, we'll be thriving too. But our theme this year is we're thriving. We're growing to overflowing. Remember these words that God is exalted. The devil is defeated. And Jesus is Lord. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Grand Cocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.